Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. I'm turning to one verse in the book of Exodus. One verse in chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Amen. Let's praise him one more time. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Savior. Oh, praise God. Have your way, Lord. Let the word of God do its wonders among us today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject on this Easter morning. He's looking for the blood. He's looking for the blood. You know, Passover is an annual Jewish feast that takes place at this time each year. This year it started on March 27th and it concludes today. During this celebration, Jewish families in Israel and all over the world for that matter gather together to eat the traditional Passover meal consisting of a 15-step process that includes eating special foods, reading aloud, singing, and telling stories. They tell stories of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. And the big story they tell is about that fateful night. Amen. After that death angel came on the 10th plague, how God allowed them, amen, to leave in a great exodus out of Egypt after 400 years of bondage. Amen. This this feast is a wonderful anniversary, amen, of what took place over 3,000 years ago in Egypt. Praise God. And that 10th plague that happened, we know what happened, that God called Moses to go and be the deliverer. And it took, it took all 10 plagues for Pharaoh to finally break down and give in and allow the people to go. Amen. And the 10th plague was going to be different. It was going to be whosoever will. It was going to be those that, that had the blood on their doorpost were the ones that the plague would pass over, praise God. And so it was very specific, the instructions that were given by God to Moses to give to the people that night. Amen. You make sure to the blood that you use has to come from a male lamb of spotless and perfect lamb that's in the best of shape, the best in the flocks. Amen. And that blood was to be applied on the side posts and across the top of the door frame of each of the households. Amen. That wanted to be safe and not be affected by this 10th plague. Amen. Praise God. And so uh, th- this was a literal lamb uh, that was, uh, the blood was shed and the blood was applied to the doorpost. And we know the story. When the death angel came through, when he saw the blood on the doorpost, he passed over that house and all that were inside were safe. Amen. Amen. But those that did not have the blood, 
They had to succumb to whatever God had planned that night. Amen. But this literal lamb was symbolic, amen, of a much greater lamb that would come in the future and be the ultimate sacrifice for the sins of the entire world. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah started talking about it prophetically in his book in 50, chapter 53, verse 3. He's talking about this Messiah, this Lamb that was going to come. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And when we hid, as it were, our faces from him, he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep. Praise the Lord. This powerful pain. Powerful passage of scripture. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We like sheep have strayed. But he as a lamb of God. He did what he did so we could come back to the fold. Praise God. Verse 7 said he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So Opened not he his mouth. Therefore, verse 12, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressions. He bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Thank you, Jesus. What a wonderful Lamb of God we have. Yes. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And that lamb, he, he not only shed the blood, he's the one looking for the blood. Yes. Today in 2021, on Easter Sunday, he's looking for the blood. Praise God. We fast forward, amen, to across the Testament lines to the New Testament. And we find that the forerunner of Jesus Christ, the one who came to prepare the way, John the Baptist, when he saw, amen, Jesus coming, Praise God. He, he, he proclaimed to the crowd around him in verse chapter 1 of John, verse 29. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the whole world. Amen. And a little bit later on, on the next day, Amen. The Bible said, and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. John was excited that finally the day had come. He had been preaching. He had been baptizing. But he said, there's one coming after me. who I'm not even worthy to stoop down and untie his shoe. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And he's here. The Lamb of God. He's here. Praise God. Amen. And then we read in the book of Revelation that in verse uh, chapter 12, verse 11, and they, and talking about they, the followers of this Lamb, uh, the Christians, uh, the people of God, the family of God, and they overcame him. Who? Who's him? Read up earlier. The devil. 
Satan, the enemy, they overcame him. How? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Folks, the only way we're going to overcome is by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. He's looking for the blood today. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro through the whole earth, looking around and checking things. He's looking for something. Proverbs 15, 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Proverbs 5, 21, for the ways of everyone are before the eyes of the Lord, and he observes all his paths. Amen. God's looking for something specific in his search of the earth. Amen. You see, the, the things that impress the world don't impress God. God's not looking for the things that impress the world. Praise God. He's not looking for fame and fortune. He's not looking for the powerful and the influential. He's looking for the blood. Praise God. He's looking to count and to see who has the blood, who wants the blood, who wants to be a part of this thing before he's ready to take it all home. All the money in the world combined with all the gold and silver and diamonds and precious gems in the world, could not even come close to buying one small drop of the blood of Jesus. Praise God. It's not for sale. You can't get it any other way but to go straight to Him and with a humble and a repentant heart and ask Him to forgive you. Amen. He'll start bringing that blood your way. Praise God. And that's the blood that's going to take us out of here. Hallelujah. Praise God. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen. We got it. We are redeemed. We are saved. We are made in right standing with God by only one thing, the blood. He's looking for the blood this morning. Praise God. Amen. Anybody that wants to make heaven their home for eternity has to have the blood applied to their lives. So that when he sees the blood, he says, okay, Come on in. And he passes over and he's not going to do anything. Praise God that he would do to Egypt. Remember, Egypt was a type of the world back then, symbolic. Praise God. And we read the book of Revelation and we see that in this world is like, but like Egypt. We see you read a lot of those, uh, 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 those seals and those vials uh, and they're poured out. That's kind of like those plagues. Amen. And the Old Testament Egypt is like the book of Revelation world. And when all that starts being poured out, praise God, if you got the blood on your lives, you probably already got out of there already before it all happens anyway. Amen. But he's going to pass over no matter what. Amen. Folks, he's looking for the blood this morning. Only the blood can redeem us. His blood is the only thing that can cleanse us of our sins. His blood is the only thing that can save us and justify us in the eyes of God. He's looking for the blood. 
Oh, praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Praise God. He had to come and he had to die. Peter tried to talk him out of it. And he told him, get behind me, Satan. I've got to go to the cross. It's got to be that way so that I can save the whole world. Praise God. I've got to die and I've got to shed my blood. Because God's going to be looking for the blood. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. 1 John 1 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ his son. Cleanses us from all sin. Thank you Jesus. Amen. And Revelation 1, 5, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I just have a couple questions this morning. Have you been washed in the blood? Are you covered by his blood? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Because he's looking for the blood. When he looks at people, he's looking for the blood. It's his will that he sees the blood on every person's life in this whole world. It's his will that that happens. We know it's not going to happen just the way it is. Amen. But that's his hope and that's his, his, his wish, praise God, that all men would be saved. He's looking for the blood. Praise God. At the first Passover, the houses had to have the lamb's blood applied to those parts of the doorposts. Amen. But now God wants to have the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, applied to our actual lives. Amen. Hallelujah. And some might be wondering, we, we, we know how they applied it to the doorpost. Praise God. They were very specific. They had to take the, the, some bushes, uh, some leaves, uh, branches uh, from the hyssop tree. Amen. And they dipped it in the, the blood, uh, the basin of blood, and applied it. And it was all specifically said. And so if there was a specific way of instructing how the blood was applied to those physical houses in the book of Exodus, then you know there's a specific way in the New Testament that we have the blood applied to our lives. And so that we can be ready to go, praise God. Amen. So how, when, or where is the blood applied to our lives and how do we get covered by it? Very good question. Amen. Let me start in the Old Testament. The Old Testament, the tabernacle. That was that portable church they had after they came out of Egypt. And remember, before they even, you go into the tabernacle, the priest, the first thing they had was the brazen altar where they had the sacrifices were killed and the blood was shed. The next thing, as you can see on the screens, was the laver. It was that round thing that had water in it. Amen. And uh, they had to go there, praise God. And before, after the priests uh, worked with the sacrifices, uh, they had to go and they, they were instructed, you have to wash in the labor before you can go into the tabernacle. You can't go in and you better not go in unless you're washed, praise God. Amen. And you know what? Uh, what were they washing off when they washed in the tabernacle, in, inside that labor? I'll tell you what, they had just been working with sacrifices, amen, and blood was shed 
on that brazen altar. And so they washed the blood off. Amen. And the blood was mixed with the water in the laver. Amen. And so when they walked, started walking into the tabernacle, if you look at that laver, it was blood in the water. Praise God. Amen. I'm talking about where the blood's applied in, in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. And John chapter 19. We're talking about the crucifixion this weekend because Jesus died for our sins. And you know what? After he said, it is finished. After he said, amen, praise God, it's done, it's complete. And he bowed his head. And the Bible said he gave up his spirit, his life, and he bowed and took his last breath. Amen. And then a little bit later, praise God, the soldiers came in John 19, verse 33. When they came to Jesus and they saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out. Praise God. Now you might say, well, that's some medical thing. And you, it might be. You might say that's some kind of coincidental thing or accidental thing or whatever. But there's no accidents in the Word of God. There's no coincidences in the Word of God. The Word of God, everything means something in the Word of God and stands for something. Praise God. And I believe, amen, it was no accident that when that guy stuck that spear in the side of Jesus, out came water and blood together. Where is the blood applied in our lives? John chapter first uh, John chapter five verse eight. There are three that bear witness in earth: the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. Oh, hallelujah! Now there's your born again experience. You need those three ingredients to be born again: the Spirit and the water and the blood. Praise God! And notice the water and the blood is there together again. The, the blood of Jesus goes hand in hand with water. And that means when we ask the question, where is the blood of Jesus applied to our lives in the New Testament times right now? His blood's applied in the water. You might ask him to forgive you. Amen. When you repent and confess. Praise God. But we read over and over again that it was the blood that does the washing away. Amen. And the forgiveness process is not complete until you get the blood in the water. Oh, praise the Lord. Acts chapter 8, verse 32, we find that a eunuch, an Ethiopian eunuch, is out in the desert reading the book of Isaiah. For some reason, he's out there, just got his chariot, you know, it's just, you know, in park. Amen. Uh, and uh, that means that the, uh, the camel or the, the donkey or the horse or whatever is, uh, you know, grazing and uh, it's not going anywhere. It's just on idle. Amen. Saving gas. Praise God. He's reading his Bible, the book of Isaiah. Amen. And he's wondering what he's, he doesn't know what's going on. He's not understanding what he's reading. And then God sees this and God miraculously calls Philip, the evangelist, from a red hot revival in Samaria and says, go out into the wilderness. There's a guy out there reading the book of Isaiah and he needs your help. Amen. So Philip showed up. Amen. And 
It says in chapter 8, verse 32 of Acts, the place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. Sounds familiar. Didn't we just read chapter 53 of Isaiah? And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so open not his mouth. He opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip said, whoo, glad you asked. And from that question, amen. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning that that scripture preached Jesus unto him. Oh, hallelujah. He preached Jesus. He said, oh, it's not about the writer. It's about the Lamb of God. It's about the one who just shed the blood. Praise God. Let me tell you all about him. And it doesn't say nothing about water. It don't say nothing about baptism. It doesn't say nothing about anything. He just said, I pre he's going to preach Jesus to him. Amen. But I, I believe, amen, obviously, amen, that preaching Jesus must include water baptism. Praise God. Because the chariot started going along as they were starting talking. Amen. They came up upon a body of water. Praise God. Amen. And that eunuch put that baby in park again and said, hey, I see some water. Acts chapter 8, 36. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? We don't read about anything. He's just preaching Jesus to him. That's because that's what baptism's all about. Getting the blood in the water so that your sins can be washed away, praise God. And you can be all right Amen. and ready to meet the Lord. Amen. And then Philip answered, what does, hinder me, what does hinder me to be baptized? Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. So the blood of Jesus is applied in the water. The watery grave of baptism, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Because Apostle Paul himself in his own conversion, amen, God spoke to him. And he, when he was telling the testimony later on to a king or somebody, amen, he said in 22, 16 of Acts, and now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Amen. Our sins are washed away in baptism because the blood comes. When does the blood come? Amen. We know that the blood's applied in the water, but when does it come? When you get in the water, it comes when you call on the name. Amen. When you call on the name and you're in the water, the blood will come and wash away your sins. Praise God. And like, if you, if you weren't here Thursday night, listen to the podcast. Amen. I talked about the past is a past with God. Amen. And he doesn't remember your sins anymore. Praise God. He puts them in the past. He puts them away from you. Praise God. Hallelujah. You've got a new start. You've got a clean slate. Praise God. A new beginning. So he said, why are you waiting? Why are you waiting? Amen. Why are you waiting? Praise God. And I say that this morning. 
What are we waiting for, anybody? We can be baptized anytime you want. You just let me know. We'll have the, we can get the water ready. Praise God. Because he's looking for the blood. Our sins are washed away. Our sins are remitted. Our sins are blotted out. They're forgiven in water baptism because of his precious, powerful blood. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we're buried with him by baptism unto death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. It's all tied together. Verse 6, knowing this, that our old man, our old self, our old way of life is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that from now on, henceforth, we should not serve sin. Amen. Praise God. Would you stand with me? Thank you, Jesus. I want to read another verse from the book of Isaiah. And this is God reasoning with us. Come now, Isaiah 1.18, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Amen. See, God is a reasonable God that wants to reason. He, he wants to give us opportunities so that He looks out and sees the blood on our life. When you're baptized in water in Jesus' name, you have the blood of Jesus on your life, and that's what He's looking for. You're washed in it, and you're covered by it. Amen. And you know what else? Praise God. It's not a one-time thing. Yes, when you're, you're, we only get baptized in Jesus' name once because Jesus only was buried once. We get baptized once in Jesus' name. But we're not perfect, and if we stumble or fall, amen, like we spoke about last Sunday, amen, we can confess our sins, and that blood will come again and wash away our, our sins. Amen. But you know what else the blood does? It protects us and keeps us. We can do what we call plead the blood. Amen. And we can ask God every morning when I get up. Praise God. And it hasn't been my whole life. But you know what? Brother Stone King uh, said this on some uh, recent uh, uh, you know, Zoom thing that he had uh, a few months ago on the Internet. Praise God. And, and he said, you know what? He goes, every day when I get up in the morning, he, asks, he goes, I ask God to cover me with his blood and to cover me with his name. And you know what? I kind of I kind of took that from him. And now I do that in the morning. I do it in the night when I go to bed. Cover me. Cover my wife, cover my kids. Amen. Cover the church with your blood and with your name. We can plead the blood. It's a powerful thing. Amen. 
And finally, my last verse I want to read is a familiar verse, Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. The word remission also means forgiveness. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. And that is the gospel message right there. That is the plan. There it is in one verse. You want to know what you need to do to make heaven your home? You want to know what you need to do to make peace with God? You want to know what you need to do to turn your life around? Repent and be baptized. And for the remission of in Jesus' name, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. That's what it's all about. Praise the Lord. Let's worship Him. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.